Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Well, uh, we do have this uh, figured out just briefly, and then we'll probably talk about it more later this hour. But Harvey Weinstein has been found guilty of forcible rape and other charges related to Jane Doe number 1, who it turns out was the Italian model. Uh, she claimed Weinstein barged into her room at the Beverly Hills Hotel and brutally assaulted her. As for Jane Doe number three, not guilty of sexual battery. And Jane Doe's number two and four, and I'll pause and tell you that number four is Jennifer Newsom, hung jury for those counts. So he is guilty on just the charges related to, and one of them is rape, though, which is very serious, the Jane Doe number one, the Italian model. So that seems to be the clarification that we wanted. And uh, so it was a mixed verdict, right? Uh, there was not guilties, there was guilty, and there was no decision. We'll bring you more on this story coming up later on this hour. Other big breaking news this afternoon is that apparently the Supreme Court Justice, the Chief Justice, uh, John Roberts, has um, put a, uh, he's issued a temporary order that will preserve Title 42, the Trump-era policy that turned away most migrants looking for asylum at the southern border, and of course, was based on the pandemic. Uh, let's get uh, Mark Krikorian on here. He's the executive director of the Center for Immigration Studies. Mark, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing? We're good. Just if you could start at the beginning here, because uh, people get really confused. I mean, I get confused here. This Title 42, who did it stop? Because we see hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens coming across the border, Right. So who's, who was it stopping exactly, and who didn't qualify under Title 42? Everybody's supposed to qualify under Title 42. Title 42 is a shorthand for a public health measure. And 
one of the things it did was let the border patrol just bounce back across the border anybody who illegally crossed. Uh, no hearings, no asylum claims, no nothing. And the point of it was to prevent people from, you know, being held in detention centers where they're giving each other COVID and giving the Border Patrol COVID. That was the thinking behind it. Under Trump, almost 90% of the people who came across were bounced back. Basically, everybody, unless there was some specific reason not to. Under uh, Biden, even though he kept Title 42 nominally in place, he's been using it for fewer and fewer people. And there's really no rationale for that. Last month, They used it for like one third, maybe, of the people that they caught, they bounced back. So that does mean that some of the big numbers they're hearing, that you're hearing, uh, are some of the people are, you know, have come several times and were bounced out of the country. So they didn't all get in. But most of the people under Biden who come across the border are let go into the United States, even with Title 42. So, but all those people should have been bounced back. Of course, yeah. I mean, even under Title 42, they should have been bounced back. Just putting aside immigration law because these people are, you know, illegal border crossers. What's the point of this? I I, I don't understand. Why would you let two-thirds of them in, send one-third back? There's no point based on the actual law. In other words, it's a political thing. The administration thought they could undo everything else Trump did but keep Title 42 as a kind of way to get a soft landing at the border so they wouldn't end up with things spinning out of control. And they would use it for fewer and fewer people, you know, like a transitional thing. That's the way they were thinking of it. Um, The problem is, once they undid everything else Trump did, they unleashed this wave of people. And Title 42 is like basically the only thing the Border Patrol has at its, uh, you know, in its disposal to limit the numbers from getting even more ridiculous than they are now. But what's the to- a- what's the total of the last two years? Two million? Uh, oh, no, more than that. It was more than two million just the fiscal year that ended, September 30th. Um, so it's, it's, close to two, it's close to four million. Um, now, some of those people, remember, are the same people over and over again. So the number of people the Biden administration, since they took over, have just let go into the United States, none of those people is ever going to leave, whether they come to hearings or not, uh, is something almost certainly over one and a half million illegal immigrants they've let into the country and who are never going to leave. Yeah, and, and, and many of them probably had or spread COVID. So this is all just sure, yeah. this is all just a charade. The whole thing is theater. Absolutely. Yep, it is. So what does this Roberts ruling mean right now? Well, I think um, it doesn't mean much because there's no decision about the lawsuit. It's just, I think, basically, it's, you know, it's Christmas and they don't want to cause a lot of problems. So they're sort of putting it on hold and kicking it, kicking the can down the road. Uh, you know, I would guess till January and then they'll <laughs> issue some ruling on it. The interesting thing is, is without getting too much in the weeds, this lawsuit was brought by the ACLU to end Title 42, and the administration was fighting it to try to keep Title 42. The administration is in another lawsuit against uh, that brought by Texas to keep to stop them from ending Title 42, and <laughs> the administration in that lawsuit was trying to get rid of Title 42. They're on both so they're, sides. <laughs> they're totally schizophrenic on this. I mean, it's you know legally it's not as crazy as it sounds, but it is a sign of how conflicted this administration is. 
they don't know what to do because their instincts are to basically let everybody in the world in because that is they, they think that it's morally wrong to keep people out of the United States. I mean, this is an ideological position on their so part. Everybody, they that, so they actually think everybody who comes ought to be let in. Yeah, the borders are wrong, that it's like Jim Crow or something. Um, wow, this is thing. really I'm making this up. This is an uh, extremist group that's in so, the White House. Is there a particular person in the White House who who is the leader of this extremist group? Because no, I, because because actually in the White House, it seems there's actually a couple of people like Ron Klain, the chief of staff, and Susan Rice, who's head of Domestic Policy Council, is an Obama, you know, of alumni, alumnus, alumna. Um, they're actually a little less crazy on immigration. They don't disagree with all of the advocacy group people they put into these jobs, like Mayorkas. I mean, Mayorkas is probably the highest level person who's really extreme on this. But all of the people they appointed to these jobs in immigration are like this. The people in the White House share their views, but they're like, you know, a little more realistic about the political blowback. And so they're trying to, like, tap on the brakes while all of the people who have actual immigration jobs in Homeland Security are slamming on the gas. And so and you have a president who can't make a decision because he's, you know, he's in no position to run anything. You know what I mean? So you end up with this ping pong sort of roller coaster immigration policy that we're all going to end up paying for. Isn't what really matters what message is going to Central and South American countries as to whether or not the borders open? You know, that's I mean, obviously, it sounds like a joke, but that's actually a real point, because the question is, who's sending the message? When the vice president went down to Guatemala and said, do not come, and she said it twice, so she must have really meant it. That doesn't that's irrelevant. If your neighbor who went north calls on your cell phone and says, hey, they let me go. I'm on a bus to Chicago to, you know, Cousin Juan's house. You should come, too. That's the message that people are getting. That's the correct message. This administration is saying that smugglers are lying and giving misinformation to people. No, they're not. The smugglers are just telling them the truth, and people are acting on it. So the question is, what message are we sending? If we were enforcing the law and worked with Mexico and they were helping, you know, working with us to enforce the law, that message would get back. And, in fact, it did under Trump. When Biden came in, they got a different message. You know what they call it? They call it la invitacion, the invitation in Spanish. That's actually what the smugglers call the Biden immigration rhetoric and policies. And people are acting on that invitation. Did you hear about our dopey governor's visit to the border last week, Mark? Yeah, yeah, I sure did. And he's complaining and he's saying we can't keep spending money like this. It's like, hello. Uh, It's just it's uh, I mean, it's almost like. It's almost parody, but it's not parody. This is this is the actual world we live in. Are they all insane? <laughs> they're not insane. I think what they are is they're conflicted. In other words, they ideologically believe that everyone in the world has the right to come here and that the American people have no right to keep you out. On the other hand, Wait, well, where do they get where do they, stuff. where do they get this stuff from? What do you mean we have no right to control our borders? Every country does. 
Yeah, but they don't believe in national sovereignty. That's the point. These are post-national. I mean, some of them actually hate America, but most of them don't. Most of them have just moved beyond America. They're sort of, you know, Davos people, even if they're not billionaires. That's the, oh, that's the worldview that they have. They're globalists, yeah. Right, uh, like a citizen of the world. That's what Obama was, right? Exactly, exactly. That's precisely what this is. All right, Mark, thank you very much for talking to us. Thank you. I'm Mark Corian, the executive director of the Center for Immigration Studies on the wacky world of Title 42 and the border. All that matters now is what we were just talking about. What's the message it gets there is whether or not this migrant surge gets worse or better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, he's right, though. They're not paying attention to what officials say. They go by what uh, the neighborhood says. And if the neighborhood I, hears that uh, their relatives have made it somewhere in the United States safely, then OK, let's go. One guy caught in the middle of this, too, is the mayor of El Paso. He's a Democrat. His name is Oscar Leiser. And, of course, they've been overrun with migrants. But he didn't want to declare a state of emergency, even though, well, he did, I guess. But the Biden administration asked him not to, and he got caught in the city council. We're going to play you a piece of audio, which is kind of humorous, uh, if it wasn't so serious. Coming up next, Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up after 430, we'll get into more detail. The jury in the case of Harvey Weinstein has found him guilty of three sex-related counts. uh, But it only involves one accuser. Of the four, Jane Doe's who took the stand, one of which was the wife of Governor Dippity Doo, Jennifer. They apparently were a hung jury on the charges related to her claims of being sexually assaulted. We'll get into that after 4.30. The city of El Paso, Texas, has been overrun with the migrant surge. Probably there is no worse place on our southern border than El Paso, Texas. They've had an interesting back and forth. They have a Democrat mayor named Oscar Leeser, who apparently uh, has tried to play the middle on this. I love this part of the story. Apparently, citizens or witnesses are claiming that in El Paso, immigrants are seen emerging from sewers and disappearing into the night. <laughs> so they're using the sewer system to get into the U.S. and yeah, they're accessing- they pop up out of a manhole cover. Yeah, they're, they're accessing it along the river. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because I I bet, you know, the the tour system probably drains into the river. Uh, There's a couple of thousand or more people coming every day to the city of El Paso, Texas. So on Friday, they had this news conference. It involved the mayor and the city manager, Mario D'Agostino. They were talking about the state of emergency. And then things got really bizarre because apparently the mayor took the microphone and started to walk away with it so he could keep the city manager from discussing something he didn't tell the truth. <laughs> Let's listen. We all need to make sure that uh, one thing everyone sees here that we're all saying is that our community comes first. So thank you again. And may God bless everyone. And uh, if we don't see you again before the holidays, Merry Christmas to all. Happy holidays. But I got a feeling we'll see you again. Thank you. I can just add one more he walked away with the microphone. That's oh, this is, this is fine. I just wanted to add some clarity to that last question. The mayor is absolutely correct. It doesn't change. You're still requesting resources. What it does change is what I talked about earlier. And so we can ask for resources right now. This, the state can provide them if they choose to, as long as they have funding stream doing those current operations today. So if they're doing a transportation piece, we can ask for transportation. I'm asking for staffing to help with sheltering. The state is not sheltering migrants. What's the possibilities of getting that? 
That's the difference. That declaration allows the state to open up additional funding outside of their normal budget. That's, that's the difference right there. So when I ask for these, and I'm, we're being proactive for these, that's what we're looking at. We still get an option to request, we'll request. We, law enforcement, they do provide. Law enforcement for migration and for crowds and areas, they do provide. So that, that's something that we, we hope we can get that request fulfilled. The request for transportation, that's something they're already doing, they're already operational. We're hoping we can get that request fulfilled. The third one, as I talked about, is not in the budget. So that's the difference between a declaration and a simple request. And with that, thank you all for coming. Does that require, does that require Apparently the uh, Operation Lone Star, though, if you, if you All right, we can, we can uh, kill this. The, the, the next day, they did declare a state of emergency in El Paso. And you heard that guy rambling on. That was a city manager about what kind of resources they get. Although you think the state, led by a governor, Greg Abbott, who's been putting troops on the on the border there like national guard people is it really going to help you out with your uh no influx of because I, I was listening and what he was saying it allows the state to provide resources and funding right as long as this as long as the city puts in the emergency request but it doesn't require the state it just allows the state right because right. the state will be asked and the state will say we have to declare a state of emergency which you know entails probably filling out a lot of paperwork to prove that you really do need the money, right? You have to make your case. Then they look at it and they say, okay, you made your case. Now we'll send you this money, these bodies, whatever it is. But, but you know, I, I, again, the mayor doesn't speak directly. He, he, he has muttered from time to time about the terrible position he's in, but he really doesn't go to war with these nuts in the Biden administration. I mean, you've got, to, you've got to rage a holy war saying we're, we, we can't do this. This is wrong. This is terrible. Terrible for the El Paso citizens. It's terrible oh, for the immigrants He's a Democrat here. mayor. He's but probably he, told you your future in the party shot if you do that. Everybody. Yeah, he's yeah but Paso that's all they mayor. care about. Politicians <laughs> only care about what's next. I, I know. And it's, it's so sad. I'm a mayor. Can I become a governor? Can I become president? They're so sad and they're so pathetic. And it, it's, just, it's just galling here. Meantime, the El Paso citizens are stuck with this incredible invasion that they don't have any power over, no control over whatsoever. They're victims. And you have thousands of people walking in the streets. And, you know, a lot of them are young guys. And, and, and you know, that's not going to end, end well. And, you know, going back to what Mark Krikorian said, do, do people understand how many crazy people are in government in the Biden White House right now? They're globalists. They believe in post-America, that borders don't matter. Oh, we're past that. We're past the idea of America. <laughs> that is bleeping nuts. No that is absolutely illegal. nuts. Well, you can't let in unlimited amounts of poor people. Nothing good's going to come of all that. Wow. But that's really radical. That is something that 90% of the country does not believe in. And, and, you know, Joe Biden never believed in that either. And this is what happens when you have an adult president. You've got somebody in, in a dementia state. He doesn't even know what's going on. Uh, if you walked up to uh, 20 people in California randomly on the street and you asked them who the governor is, you might get a couple that guess Newsom. You might get a couple that guess Dianne Feinstein's a senator. But would anybody be able to tell you who California's other U.S. senator is? Anybody? Probably not. It's Alex Padilla, another one of these duds we sent to Washington, D.C. Out of L.A. Yes. Here he is on This Week with co-anchor 
Martha Raddatz talking about Title 42. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. The Biden administration has been preparing for months now for Title 42 to be lifted, not just because the uh, uh, courts have dictated that, but uh, as you mentioned in the prior segment, Title 42 is not immigration policy. Title 42 was put in place at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic as health policy. Even then, I disagreed, but that's what brought Title 42 uh, to bear. We're in a much different place when it comes to COVID today than we were two, almost three years ago. So it's past time for Title 42 to be gone. The administration has made it clear that while Title 42 is technically lifted, they are ready to put in place uh, a, a system at the border that keeps things fairer, uh, but also more orderly and more ah. safe. Yeah, right. <laughs> like that's happening. He's uh, he is correct. It, 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 that's Padilla, yeah. Jeez. I know he is, talk. but listen to him. I know. Uh, I mean, he's right. It is a COVID era order. No, however, it's a, it's a non it's a it's a nonsense policy they're using. As we just heard from Mark Krikorian, they've decided not to use it the way the Trump administration was because the Trump administration was using it to keep a lot of people out. The Biden administration was not doing that. They weren't using it very often. So. I guess it really doesn't matter at this point. It really depends on who your president and your administration is and what because they want to do with people there, at the border. There is no, there's no policy that's been created by Congress and signed by the president. So the yeah, president right. makes things up. Right. They pick and choose among you know all the laws that have already been written and see if they could shoehorn it, if they could bend it into affecting the flow of migrants coming over the border. But nobody's doing their job anymore. And nobody's minding the border to any great extent. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Ugh, another pointless video call where nothing gets done. I think you're on mute, David. Uh, oh, sorry, what did I miss? IT just approved Miro for the whole company. Miro? That's the... Online whiteboard for team collaboration. We can make these long video meetings so much shorter with Miro boards. We can share ideas, feedback, and updates on them whenever. Actually see what we're talking about. It's all online. Miro will make our flexible work setup so much easier with one virtual space for our brainstorms, projects, presentations. Oh, that sounds kind of amazing. So I don't need to wake up for 6 a.m. calls with the London office anymore. Now you're getting it. Don't let time zones get in the way of your team working well together. See why 99% of the Fortune 100 trust Miro to get good work done from anywhere. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M I R O.com. KFI is giving you a chance to win a two night stay at Southern California's premier oceanfront destination, Terranea Resort. It is breathtakingly situated. On 102 acres atop the Palos Verdes Peninsula, endless views of the Pacific Ocean. I've been there. It is a beautiful place. Winners will stay in an ocean view suite. You'll play a round of golf for two at the Lynx, have dinner at the Catalina Kitchen, and then you can unwind at Terranea's award-winning spa and wellness center, lounge by one of their four ocean view pools, or dine at one of their eight distinctive on-site restaurants. Go to Terranea.com to learn more. T-E-R-R-A-N-E-A.com. It's Terranea. Terranea.com. You said Terranea. Did I say that? It sounded like it. Yeah. All right. Terranea. I have an accent. Uh, visit KFIAM640.com <laughs> on Instagram and enter to win a stay at this luxury resort that's right here at home and feels like a million miles away. 
Terinea. Terinea. Uh, Dippity Doo's wife apparently didn't make the case strong enough for the jury in the Harvey Weinstein trial. They uh, hung on the counts related to her accusations. I wonder what the score was. Oh, I see the hung jury score. Was it one person or two or three or five or six? Right. Good question. I don't know. They might, you might be able to find that out eventually. It's all recorded, I, right? I it's paid more attention to her case than the others. For obvious um, reasons, we did, yes. Yeah, and and it, it I just couldn't get around the extensive uh, contact she had afterwards. It made yeah, me Yeah, several people are commenting on that this afternoon, that she was emailing with Weinstein even after the assault, the alleged assault. And, and introducing her to Newsom. And you know why she was doing that? She was trying to get campaign uh, donations from yes. him to Newsom. And she was asking Weinstein, well, what do I do about all the public uh, the media? Because this is after the story came out that Newsom had the affair and they right. had these drinking problems. And she was like, how do I handle this? She was asking him. Boy, like that. You, know, you know what? In a way, you, you can see her. <laughs> she, really, she really was attracted to uh, famous people. Like, like she, she was attracted to Newsom because he, he was a politician going places. Yes. You know, and even though he was screwing around, it didn't matter. And all she wanted to know was how to handle it. And who does she go to? The guy that she claimed sexually assaulted her. Uh, that, that, uh, that, I don't know. She probably was the least credible out of the group there. It seemed like her motivations were seriously compromised. Like she was, she was, go- she was going to accomplish a lot in life. Yeah. So to recap, they were uh, apparently he they found Harvey Weinstein guilty of forcible rape and a couple of other charges when it comes to the woman only identified as Jane Doe number one. So the serious conviction against Weinstein comes from just one of the four accusers. This is the Italian model who said that Weinstein barged into her room at the Beverly Hills Hotel. She was attending a film festival and brutally assaulted her. She did report the attack with L.A. police in October of 2017, not long after the whole Me Too movement broke. Now, the second woman, Lauren Young, accused Weinstein of luring her to a hotel suite with an offer to discuss a screenplay she'd written, then groping her in a bathroom while he pleasured himself. That apparently uh, was a hung jury on that case as, uh, along oh. with the Jennifer Newsom claims they could not reach I wonder verdicts. also I wonder about those who uh who wouldn't vote guilty uh was it the same group in each of the three cases who who voted not guilty in other words were these people that just had a problem with the whole idea here like they like like they just didn't believe that anybody who willingly goes into a producer's hotel room is, is all that innocent? Or or was it the specifics of each case and you had a different group uh, 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 not believing each, uh, each woman? I don't know. It, from what I understand here, the attorneys for Weinstein actually told the jury that Jane Doe number one, the case in which he was convicted, was making up the story. They argued the assaults alleged by Jane Doe number one never happened. When it comes to Cybell Newson and another one, they said that he did have a sexual relationship with them, but it was consensual or 
the word they use is transactional. Now, why did they say that? Was that what Weinstein was telling him? I guess so. Because I don't a, know. A lawyer handles a client in different ways. Some of the lawyers know that their client is guilty. Yeah. And says, well, okay, he may be guilty, but it's up to the prosecution to prove the guilt. If he is guilty, but they don't prove it to this specific jury, then it's fair to let him go. Because that's the right. game. So I wondered why, if he said, yeah, I, 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 uh, the, the other three consented, and this one never happened. I wonder why there was, a, there was a delineation there, and that ends up being the one he gets convicted on. Which could have played with the jury, because they could have heard Jane Doe, number one's testimony, and thought, it sounds like this happened. Right. And now they're trying to tell us yeah. that she was never even there in the room with him? I, yeah. They I'm probably thought that that was too much. I wonder if, it, if it's easier to get off on charges if you admit that it went on and just say, hey, she went along with it. Because yeah, the woman the is always on defense. Because, again, this this crime should never happen again. I mean, every actress living right now, after hearing all these rounds of Weinstein, should know that you never go to a hotel room or, a, or an office alone. You just don't do that. And and at, from this point on, you've been warned. You go alone to with a movie producer or a director, whoever, and, you know, you got a good chance of... Uh, being preyed on. So the way it works, he's 70 years old. He's already got a 23-year sentence in New York. He's going to have to finish that sentence before he can be transferred to California to serve whatever they sentence him to here. It is serious. I mean, he was convicted of forcible rape, forcible oral copulation, and sexual penetration by a foreign object. But he was dying in prison anyway in New York. He will, he will die soon, yeah. I think. Probably yeah. in the next year or two. We're not going to hear until the new year the sentence. I've read he looks, he looks just horrendous. He looks like walking death now. And he limps into court. And he's got a wheelchair sometimes, but you don't know whether or not that's part of an act for the jury or right. whether or not there's something seriously going on. But, but he's got a lot of health issues. I mean, it, it, Well, clearly, if that's where your testicles end up, yeah. <laughs> then, yes, you have... Health issues. Besides the look of him, he's probably got heart problems. He's got diabetes, probably. And the guy, had, the guy had gangrene of the penis. I mean, who gets that? How do you get that? Yeah, that's how some do you infection get that? that went crazy. What what has to happen for you to get that? I want to know. That sounds so horrendous. I wouldn't be surprised in all of his sexual conquest that something got into his body that he, yeah. he ignored until yeah. everything started changing color or rotten or. Um, it it does. It starts to rot. Right, but now, honestly, Jennifer Newsom can't go around saying that uh, she got uh, Weinstein convicted because she didn't. No, they they hung. I wonder why. Account. Why now, they can decide to retry to retry him? I guess they could. Yeah. On, on the counts where the, the two J, the two Jane Doe's, Jane Doe number two and Newsom with the two that the the jury hung on the counts, so they could retry him on that. I don't see what you'd get though out of it. You you got you got the guilty verdicts for one of the women. So that's going to add that's years. That's significant, yeah. Uh, you know, on top of he's dying in prison soon anyway. So, uh, yeah. you know, after this, it seems like a waste of money. Well. I mean, these, these, these other women had their shot. They just like to drag them into court. And, and all these cases them. are murky. I mean, like I said, you know, what? what and it's always your word against his. And then if you continue contacting him, that just degrades your argument that you were so traumatized and so damaged. Because right. 
who who would I mean who who would call their rapist for help and advice oh meet my new boyfriend hmm. I, I 100% do not get that I never will no matter how some of these uh, people try to spin it it's just impossible to understand all right, we got more. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Oh, coming up after 5 o'clock, we're number one. Los Angeles has overtaken New York City with more homeless people out there on the streets. Oh, wow. All right. Eight days of Karen Bass. And we hit number one in homeless. We, yes. We Speaking of Karen Bass, she's laying out more of her plans to get the homeless off the streets. And boy, it's not new. <laughs> it's, it's Eric Garcetti. It is Let's a lot start. of the same old architects of failure stuff. <laughs> uh, we're going to call her. Uh, start calling her Karen Garcetti. Karen Garcetti, I like yep. that one. All right, so we'll bring you this. We have some audio. She made an appearance on Meet the Press over the weekend to talk about her uh, her, her idea. Tomorrow, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Is the actual kickoff of the campaign called Inside Safe. Inside. And John Safe. will tell us how many homeless have been removed from his Los Angeles neighborhood tomorrow. All right. Yeah, but you don't have any sizable encampments right near you, do you? No, anymore? because uh, uh, Sheriff Fianueva removed the big removed the big encampment from our neighborhood, our specific neighborhood. That's right, the one that plagued you for years outside yep, four, the veterans. Four uh, years, four years. All right. Well, the uh, World Cup is over. Did you watch the final game, John, at all? Or no, I lost interest after the Polish uh, wiped out. You didn't root for my French people? No. No. No, they. I suppose it's an exciting game, though. I heard from a few people that watched it. It was one of the best matches they have seen in watching all of this. Well, but you know, I think uh, you're right. I think for U.S. viewers, I think things kind of tailed off after the U.S. was eliminated. Well, the thing is, if the sport itself was exciting, I'd watch it. I'm not really into worrying about countries, right? If there's something really entertaining, like, you know, I'll watch any baseball game because I like watching baseball. Right. I don't have to be rooting for a team to enjoy the game. But I've watched several soccer games, and woof, that was tough. I just couldn't, I couldn't keep my attention focused. I tuned in from time to time, and there was one day, I was, I'm only there for a few minutes at a time, I did see a goal, which impressed me, because I was like, wow, I actually saw a goal scored live. A <laughs> couple of things happened which are worth noting, though, in the aftermath of the match, which Argentina won in a shootout. Uh, the goalkeeper for Argentina is Emiliano Martinez. And apparently the French fans were booing him, but he won the Golden Glove Trophy, given to the most outstanding goalkeeper of the tournament. So I don't know if you've seen the picture. It is, to me, hysterical. He turned toward the French fans, took the Golden Glove, which is shaped like a hand, mm. and put it right down there in his groin area and thrust it out to the crowd. Yep, oh. and there is a. <laughs> I don't want to see that. It's there hilarious. Is, and, and, have you seen that picture, Eric? With the uh, oh yeah, with the, the sheik uh, behind him. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's he's looking down at the uh, at the trophy, and 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 Martinez has a grimace on his face, like yeah, take this, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and the uh, yes, the uh, Qatari official is just staring, like oh my dear, his hands are. Uh, across oh, his, I'm uh, looking at it now. You see the picture I'm talking about? Holy shit. Of... <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, he's he's got it pointed out from his... Uh... Yeah, he's trying to tell the French fans, yeah, 
have some of this. Yeah, and the, and the the official is in full Muslim garb. Right. He's got the headdress and, and he everything, and he's very, just kind of he he's got his like, arms folded. He's looking down at the uh, offending the ju- uh, the gesture. The juxtaposition is really funny. <laughs> he's like, hmm. Did you guys what? see they had a secluded section where they celebrated with a little bit of alcohol after? The oh game. no, I did oh, not. Oh yeah, they had some beers. I, I didn't see any champagne, but I definitely saw beer. You can get beheaded oh. for that. Yeah. You know what? I would no way, if I was in Qatar, would I start be drinking beer like that publicly. I'm just head for the plane. I'm getting out of there so fast. After what happened to Brittany Griner, I Oh, exactly. Never... Nothing. Well, they all got, like, I'm... ushered into, like, this little area, and there were, like, these, like, cardboard, like, boards basically, like, secluding them in this little area in the stadium, and they all had their beer in the, the ice chests and everything ready for them. It was pretty funny. Now, was this hand gesture... Down at his crotch, was this a screw you to the crowd or what? Yes, the French fans were booing him because they wanted their oh. team to win, and he was the goalkeeper for the winning team, and they were just like not giving him any right. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if they were booing him at that moment. I think they were. That's why he made this face and thrust out the hand to the crotch. <laughs> you won. Right what, do you, what, do you, what do you think they're going to do? Uh, of course they're going to boo yeah, you. Yeah, he said you something like team. he couldn't help himself. It was just, you know, he had to do something. Uh, that's oh, a- yeah. He said, pride does not work with me, is what he said, according to. Uh... <laughs> okay. Now, the other story could be really bad news. An Argentinian woman celebrated her country's victory by taking her top off and exposing her breasts. Mm. Um, Where's the picture of that? Cameras turned towards cheering Argentinian fans, and among them was a blonde fan. Now. Who apparently took off her top and was topless. Now, can you get beheaded for that in Qatar? Well, it says she could face consequences. Oh, now, no. What I don't know is, did they round her up, or is this just they're going to have to come looking for her? <laughs> it is generally recommended for men and women to ensure their shoulders and knees are covered. Oh, but she went She went and took the whole top off. She did. She was caught up in the moment, even without beer, I guess. Yeah. Have you ever been like that? You get so excited, your your team wins, you start taking your clothes off? I have not. I, I... was with you when the Mets won the World Series. I don't remember you, you doing that. You don't remember? No. Oh. I, you ended up nude that night? I remember we took everything off. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing about that was, that was game six where they won the dramatic, right, fashion? Yes. There was a game seven after that, which they won, but it was just something about game six where the Mets made oh, a miracle sure. comeback. Then. I know. They show game six on television all the time. They never show game seven. They don't, people forget no. that's not the winning game. That but if I remember, game. I took my clothes off both nights. That was. I must have blotted that out of my mind. <laughs> Perhaps it's a repressed memory for reason. <laughs> that's what you do, right? You when can't you unsee wins. that, so try to forget it. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we will talk about uh, L.A. L.A. has overtaken New York City with the largest homeless population. Isn't that an achievement? All right. We celebrate day eight of Karen Bass's mayoral mayoral. Yeah, and Karen Bass is talking about what she's going to do. And boy, I think she's, she's on to something here. Yeah. We're going to ask the homeless to come into a hotel room. Woohoo! Yeah. So should we call her Eric Bass or uh, Karen Garcetti? Which would be better? Well, that's a good one. I I don't know. She she's guess, she's definitely an extension. Well, we'll do both. We'll see what we like. Okay. Uh, and we've got uh, Mark Ronner in for Deborah Mark to do in the news. John and Ken show KFI AM six forty. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.